Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Wake Up With W Fab. It's your girl Jasmine Elizabeth. I host every Mondays and today's topic, we're going to talk about what I did while I was broke that helped me have massive success online. Uh, so we're, we're getting into it. We got some slides here. I'm going to share, I, I'm sharing them with the, the viewers on here, the live viewers on here today. So for the ones listening, try to follow along because you guys won't be able to see the slides. So um, this quote right here, it's really stood out to me. I was like thinking about it. I'm like, okay, how can I articulate this properly? And I think it's so important that um, you understand if you want to become like someone of influence and someone of value, if you want to be respected, if you want to be appreciated, the sexiest, most magnetic person out there is the one who actually becomes the person they said they would be. I remember, okay, when I first started in this industry and how scared I was to public speak. Like I was so freaking scared to public speak. Like it was the number one fear I had for years. And I actually researched that. It's actually the second biggest fear that everybody has next to death. Like that is insane. Public speaking is the biggest, the second biggest fear in a person next to death. So like the number one fear that everyone has is dying, right? The second fear is public speaking, which is insane. So I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. Great. So, um, so I knew with what I was doing was like with public, I knew that in my profession, a lot of people were public speakers. So I would see a lot of great public speakers and I would literally strive wanting to be them. I'm like, I aspired, I was so inspired by them. I wanted to be such a great public speaker when I would see people speaking. And then there were months and months and months that would go by. And I remember uh, one of my mentors, Kane, he threw, would throw me into the fire all the time. In my, when I first started my, in my career, he we would have events every week and he would just throw me in the fire. And I would be like, like, why, why do you do this? Why do you like give me only five minutes to freak out, literally freak out five minutes before you don't even allow me to prep. And I'm like, next time, please tell me like, like 24 hours ahead so I can prep. And he's like, well, why would I do that? Because that's not how you're going to learn. And he would always tell me, cause I would always try to prep like these long speeches, write everything out. He's like, that's not going to work because when you try to prep, when there's no audience or you're in your room or whatever, like it is so much more different when you're actually on stage. And it's so true. Like I would prep so much in my room, I would get on stage and it's, it was a completely different experience. And so I remember he would just always throw me in the fire all the time. And I would literally go into the washroom five minutes before pacing back and forth. What's my intro going to be? What's my middle part going to be? What are my, what, what are the bars um, I'm going to drop? Like what bars can I drop literally five minutes before get going up on that in that crowd? And all it was, was a testimonial. You guys, like he only gave me a test. It wasn't even like a whole, like this, what I'm doing right now. Like if facts, it was a testimonial. If you guys know what a testimonial is, it's your experience. How can you F up an experience? 
<laughs> so I was like, in my intro, my middle, it, all it was was a testimonial, right? And so, anyways, I remember that, uh, like, I would, I would go up there and I would come off stage, and I'm like, wow, when, when will it, when will the day come when I'm not scared? And I kept doing it over and over and over and over and over again until one day I wasn't scared anymore. And I was up on that stage, uh, yes, uh, on Saturday. And I, I wanted to, I told this story because I want people to understand that eventually when you keep doing it over and over and over again, it becomes a norm. It becomes a habit. You become better. There's no choice but to become better because you keep doing it over and over again, right? And although the nervousness is, are, is still there, I still get nervous. I actually was very nervous going up on stage on Saturday. And I, I want to tell people like it's normal to be nervous, right? Uh, you just got to give the nervousness a different perspective. So how many of you guys are nervous to go on your on your social media stories and speak? How many of you guys are nervous to talk to your new prospect? How many of you guys are nervous to even go and, and, and present uh, your what you have to offer to people? How many of you guys get those butterflies still, right? Type of one or type of two if you're not nervous because it seems like you guys are not nervous with me. But seriously, the first time you spoke about yeah, nervous to do a live. How many of you guys thought about going on live? And how nervous were you guys? You guys were nervous. And I'm telling you, you'll never stop being nervous. Unless, because this is what I said on stage, because I gave my nervousness a different perspective because it was literally eating me alive every time when I would go up on stage. And I remember I would tell myself right before I got on stage, Jazz, it's a good thing to be nervous. It's a good thing that you still have these butterflies because if you didn't have these butterflies, if you didn't have this nervousness, then you you would have lost what you like the love that you have for your profession. That means that you no longer if you don't if you're not nervous, you no longer love what you do. And so every time I'm nervous now before I go up on stage, I tell myself, "Wow, I must really love what I do." because I still have the same butterflies. So next time you get nervous to go on live, next time you go get nervous to talk to someone, next time you get nervous to present your what you have to offer to, to people, just understand that it's because you love what you do. And as soon as you lose that, then there's a problem and we gotta fix that, okay? So the sexiest, most magnetic person out there is the one who actually becomes the person they said they would be. So out of all the fears that you have, I hope and wish this for you guys and you guys overcome your fears and you stop talking and saying you're going to do something and actually start doing it so you can become this sexy and magnetic person. Okay, so let's get into it. So first, actually, let's go back. Uh, first, what I want to do is I want to get give you guys perspective on the industry. Okay, I want you guys to understand that um, without belief, you cannot get anywhere. And the number one thing that I had in when I first started, when I was broke was belief. I had an insane amount of belief. And I just want to kind of like give, boost that belief up again and show you guys what you guys really have here, because 
we have something amazing in this industry. Okay. So I'm going to go over some facts so you guys understand what you guys are presenting. So when you guys are going out there and you guys are presenting your business, I want you guys to have that excitement that, wow, I'm in the best profession that anybody else could have because we have the solution. And that's the problem is a lot of you guys focus on sales, 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 but it's not even just sales. It's so surface based sales, just like I have to sell to people. I want you guys to understand that you are someone that's looking or that you are somebody that has a solution for the people's problems, right? For the, the masses, the masses have problems. Okay. And here are the problems that they're going through right now. All right. So with the pandemic, I'll, I, we know that it was horrible, right? We know that the pandemic did a lot of stuff. It was just like, it really got us out of our comfort zone. Um, but what it did bring was new perspective. What it did bring was new possibilities. They opened up our eyes to more possibilities for our life, okay? Uh, before we didn't really believe in remote jobs, we didn't really believe that we could work from home, right? Before the pandemic, it's, uh, there, it's a fact that one out of 67 jobs were remote. And after the pandemic, one out of seven jobs became remote, meaning one out of seven jobs were jobs where you could work from home. And I talk about this because you guys need to understand that when we went through the pandemic, we, we were able to taste a little bit of freedom, okay? A little bit of freedom. Before the pandemic, a lot of people, obviously we strive to have the freedom. We want to work from anywhere. We want to work from home. We want to have more flexibility, but it, it never, we never took the step to actually take that leap of faith to actually pursue that because it wasn't a norm. But the pen, what the pandemic did, it forced us to adapt to this new wave, right? This new way of, of work life. And so as soon as the pandemic was over, that's when people went back to their office jobs. That's when people went back to their office jobs and then they're like, wait, what? I don't get this freedom anymore. And once you your, your lid is raised, the possibility, you see the possibilities and you've experienced that, it's very hard to go back to the land of famili familiar, something that's worse than, than what you had, right? Imagine someone taking away your freedom, right? Freedom is like dopamine. When you get a little bit, you want more of it. You want more of that, of what's going to give you more dopamine. So this is what happened. And so what people started to do was a lot of people started to quit their jobs, right? A lot of people are saying right now we are in a great recession, right? But it really is the great resignation, right? People are calling it the big quits because of the freedom that they got, right? So Forbes actually published an article and it, they said that they surveyed thousands of Americans and they asked them, what were the top reasons why they quit their job? And here's what, I, what they said. So a lot of people said low salary, right? Not, not enough money. Um, they said limited career opportunities, right? They were, their, their incomes were capped. They couldn't grow in the company. So they quit. They weren't being valued. 
They didn't have great relationships with their colleagues, meaning they didn't really love who they were working with. They weren't aligned with who they were working with. And then they missed the ability of working from home, right? Uh, they wanted to do work that matters. So purposeful work, work that they like something to, 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 to work towards, right? Uh, and flexibility was number one on that list. A lot of people missed the flexibility that the pandemic gave to them when they were working their jobs. A lot of people said that um, they would choose flexibility over a, a raise, a pay raise. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because this is what I do as an entrepreneur. When I'm trying to get tap into sales, when I'm trying to build my organization, you understand that you're an entrepreneur because you're a problem solver, right? So I'm always looking for solutions. I'm always looking for what are the people's problems? What are they struggling with? What are they going through, right? And how can I be the solution for their problem? So that's why I put something like this together because I need you guys to understand that we actually have everything that they're offering, everything. We, we have the solution to what they're looking for, right? So people, so the Small Business Association said this, people usually tolerate their jobs during a recession. So usually when there's a recession, people put up with the negative stuff that I just mentioned. Okay, because of the security. So they will just tolerate being treated like crap, pretty much. Okay, but this time around, okay, people feel so secure that they are actually aspiring to do more. And the reason why they're feeling more secure is because they did it and they, 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 they were able to have that freedom in a pandemic. And so they believed that they can do it because they did it during a pandemic. They can still keep this freedom. So what social media has done for the masses, it's made building a business so much more accessible and attainable. Five years ago, if I would have told someone, hey, uh, I work from home. I, actually, I don't just work from home. I work from anywhere. Okay. I work all over the world. I travel once a month um, and my income is made online. Like I make a full-time multiple six-figure income online. Like if I were to say that five years ago, people would look at me funny. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you make an online income? But now it's normal. Someone tells you they make an online income. It's like, oh, nice. Like it's normal because you see it all over social media that this is, this is possible, right? So social media has made it possible for people to understand that it is very attainable to have an online income right so what's great is we have what they are desiring we have everything that they are desiring the unlimited income potential valued by the leaders you get to work with people you're aligned with the ability to work remotely doing work that matters flexibility. We have all of that in our industry. You get to get paid for what you're worth. You put in the work, you get paid for that. There's no income cap. There's people that will value you more than anyone has ever valued you in this industry. 
you get to work with people you're aligned with. Like my organization guys, like I attracted that, right? I, I'm so aligned with my team. It's insane. Sometimes I'm like, where the hell have you been my whole life? Like I've been looking for you. You know how you guys are looking for like your soulmate. You're just like, I'm going to attract my soulmate. My soulmate is going to be my other half. Like my team is my other half. Okay. That's how, that's, that's how I feel about my team. Like, I feel like I really attracted the people in, in my life by becoming the leader I needed to become. And I attracted those people into my life. And now I get to say, I work with such aligned people in my life. Like it's, it's crazy. Like we, we all understand each other that there is literally no miscommunication. Everyone gets the mission. Everyone gets, everyone gets it. Everyone gets what we need to do. Everyone gets what we're trying to accomplish here. But imagine working at a job in an office job and you work with other people who don't freaking get it. Oh my God. I could not, if I were in the office and I'm there talking about my dreams and making $500,000 a month, like, and somebody next to me looks at me funny and be like, girl, and that person tells me, you do know you're working at an office with a, a limited income, with a capped income, and, and tries to put me back into reality. Like, I would be like, hey, you're not my people. Like, why am I even here? <laughs> Get me out of here. I'd literally quit. Right? So a lot of people are working with people who they're not aligned with. But here you get to work with people who you love and who relate to you. You're doing work that matters. Purposeful work, guys. I am definitely doing purposeful work. I am, I am in working in my purpose right now. I get to see, I, I, I told um, the crowd on Saturday that I've accomplished a lot of things in my life. And I'm super proud of getting myself out of rock bottom. But you know what's the most fulfilling part? And you know what makes my work matter and purposeful is getting to see my team go from nothing into something. It's almost like I keep reliving my success story through them over and over and over again. Like that is real purposeful work. That's what I call purposeful work. Right? So and the last part, flexibility. Guys, the most flexible job that I have is what I do. I look, I'm in my bed um, or in, in, my, in my sister's bed I'm at my mom's and my laptop's open. I'm here. I'm not in an office. I travel once a month. I'm going to Miami next weekend and I'm going to work my business out there. Like it's the most flexible part is what I do in this, in this industry. So the thing is the problem, the problem is, oh, the problem is, right, is you don't fully believe in what we offer here. A lot of you guys don't fully believe in what we have. And I just reminded you guys on what we have here. The thing is, is when you don't fully believe in what you have, uh, you talk about your business like that. Like it's just something small. Um, it's just a little side hustle. When you're presenting this opportunity, how are you presenting it? Because if you don't have full belief that this can change someone's life, you're going to talk about it like it's just a small part-time side hustle. And then you, the people that you're talking to about your business and what you offer 
are also going to believe that it's just something small. It's not, it's not anything. It's just something that, you know, just, it's just a side hustle. Just going to give me $200 here and there every time. So most of you struggle when it comes to building a team and building a real business because of the lack of confidence and excitement that you have when you're talking about what you have to offer. Okay. And for those that aren't in network marketing, this is the same thing. Whatever service and product you are offering, you're talking about it like it's, yeah, it's just a lotion. Like, you know, just here, here's the lotion. Like, what about the lotion? What can it do for my hands? Right? What can it do for me? What are the benefits? Where's the excitement? This is what sales is all about, you guys. You got to really believe in what you're doing here and really believe in what you have to offer because I promise you, I talk about this business like it can save someone's life. You want to know why? Because I know network marketing saved my life when I first started. It saved my life. So I, I talk about it like it will save other people's lives because I know it saved mine. So why wouldn't it save other people's lives? Right? So we got to fix that because if we don't fix that, we can't um, manifest the right things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. Okay. So here's what I did with network marketing while I was broke that helped me have the life I have today. And I actually posted this on TikTok, this topic on TikTok, and it went viral. And I feel like everyone's missing this key, this key success tip. Because a lot of people are doing things backwards. A lot of you guys are doing it the other way. And that's why you're not getting what you want. Okay, so here it is. I stopped manifesting the result and started manifesting the work ethic and the skills. Do you understand that majority of people, 98% of people, they manifest the wrong things? People manifest Oh, the likes, the popularity, the accolades. People manifest the Lambo truck, the big house. People manifest uh, to never run out of money again for their bills to be paid on time. Every night they are trying to pray at night, hopeful, hoping something just falls on their lap. Like that's not how manifestation works. And that's why a lot of people... They don't believe in manifestation because they confuse manifestation with, with wishful thinking. How are you going to manifest a Lambo truck but not know the roadmap to get the Lambo truck? That's why people have it backwards. People have it backwards. And I had it backwards too. Like at one point I was doing that. I was like, God, please, this year is my year. I'm going to get that Lambo truck. This year is my year. I'm going to get that Lambo truck. I'm going to be like, I'm a, I am Jasmine Elizabeth and I have a Lambo truck in 2023. And I would do this and I would wake up the next morning and I'd be like, oh, okay, no Lambo truck. Maybe next, 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 uh, next week. Maybe tomorrow. We'll try again. A lot of you guys say, you, your affirmations. I am confident. I am strong. Right. But do you even know what it takes to be strong? Do you even know what it takes to be confident? But yeah, you're sleeping at night and you're saying these affirmations. 
but you don't even know how to become this person. So a lot of the times people are manifesting the wrong things. And that's why the world isn't getting what they want. Start manifesting the right things, the work ethic, the skills. And when I started learning this, you know what that did? I started enjoying the process because a lot of you guys get so frustrated with the process. You guys talk yourselves out of it. Like, oh, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is for me. This is not, this is not cute. I'm out of my comfort zone. This is not cute. I don't like this. I just got rejected. I'm not getting what I want. I thought I was going to get that sale. Didn't get it. So I, I just don't think it's for me because you guys are so attached to the results that sometimes you guys don't even do the things that you need to do in order to get the result. And that's the work ethic and the skills. So start falling in love with the work ethic. Start falling in love with the skills. So I, when I realized this, I'm like, wow, wow, I've been doing this so wrong. It took me two years to have success when I was building in, in this industry, two years, because I was doing this instead of manifesting the work ethic and the skills. And as soon as I got this, it clicked. I'm like, okay, what type of work ethic do I need to get what I want? So I started to prioritize things that needed to, to be prioritized in order to get to where I need to go. I started to sacrifice. I knew I had to sacrifice short-term in order to get to where I needed to go. I cut off things, people, certain situations so I can elevate. I knew I needed to be, uh, not punctual. I'm working on that. <laughs> um, I, I knew that I needed to be um, organized. I was really unorganized, really unorganized. I would wake up and be like, okay, what are we working on today? Uh, there's a million and one things in your business that you need to do. And you're going to wake up so stressed because there's a million and one things to do. Organize yourself. What's the most important thing that you need to do in your business today that's going to get you one step closer to where you need to go? I would, be, I would become more disciplined. I would um, be more creative. So I'm a very creative person. So I knew that I needed to create something. I needed to tap into my creativity. What else? I knew that I needed to um, have the energy to work on my business every single day, even though if I was emotional, I needed to tap into the discipline. That's the work ethic right? I knew I needed to be consistent in the right things because a lot of you guys are consistent in the wrong things. The thing is, actually, I had someone um, yesterday ask me, they came, they ran up to me and they're like, I have one tip. How do you stay consistent? I'm like, babe, you're already a master at consistency. You're just consistent in the wrong things. All of you guys know how to be consistent because you're just consistent in the wrong things. All of you guys are consistent maybe you guys are just consistent and not doing the work. Maybe you guys are just consistent in scrolling. Maybe you guys are just consistent in overthinking. You guys know how to, you guys are master consistenters, if that's even a word. <laughs> you 
You guys are a master at that. You guys are just con consistent at the wrong things. So the right question is, how do I become consistent in the right things that's going to get me what I want? You got to practice having the most epic work ethic and be consistent at that. And then also the skills. I learned that I needed to start be, um, growing skills that paid me. What are some skills that pay you guys? Or that you know that will pay you? What are some skills that will pay you? Type it in the chat. Leadership. Yep. Marketing, sales, trading and investing. Exactly. Presenting. Yep. Speaking, talking about your product. Yep. Creativity, which is content. Yep. Following up. Yep. Consistently showing up. Having the audacity. That's a skill that a lot of women don't have, but men do. That's why they say you have to have the audacity of a man because a man, they have the audacity. Sometimes I see what men do and I'm like, you really have the audacity of a man, but that's why they freaking go like they, they elevate in business because they have the audacity. So yeah, we as women have to have more of the audacity. Okay. <laughs> Conversations daily. Yep. So these are skill sets that I understood. So here's what I did, right? Okay. Also, I want to talk about this. This is another thing. So when you have the work ethic, right? When you have the work ethic and you have the skills, you start to become a person of value. And you know what that does? The world will look at you as a hot commodity. The more you become a person of value, the more the world looks at you as a hot commodity. What does this mean? That means that people will start to trust you. And when you have the people's trust, you can sell whatever you want. You can sell whatever you want. Why? Because they're bought into you and they trust your judgment. And so they're going, they're influenced by you. And so they will take your recommendation on whatever you're selling. See, this is the hard part right here is being a hot commodity to the world. Okay. Becoming a person of value. And this is what I did to start becoming a person of value. Okay. It was doing the hard things. All right, guys. So we need to start doing the hard things, okay? Because a lot of us are a little bit procrastinating on that, but you're not going to stand out, guys. There's billions. I don't even know how many people are in this world, but there are so many people trying to stand out, trying to make something out of themselves. How are you going to stand out? Do you understand that the only way that you will grab someone's attention is by being a person of value? If you, be a person of, if you become a person of value, you have influence. Influence is number one. So I knew that having a contagious culture wasn't easy. So I dissected, I studied, and I implemented. So what did I do? I went and I looked at other cultures, other movements that people were so like invested into. Like they, they, were, they, they were riding for the movement. And I was like, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Why are they so tapped into the movement? They are ride or dies for the movement. 
And so I dissected, I studied, and I implemented. And I can say that WFAB has a very contagious culture that makes people what just want to be a part of it. Like whatever they're on, I'm on. Like I was talking about this on my stories so it's like, and I showed the culture and it's like, yeah, like we're crazy. Y'all are probably thinking like, who are these crazies? Yeah, we're freaking crazy. We ride for this movement together. <laughs> we ride for this movement together. Why? Because we understand that if we want to go far, we got to go together. That's a quote. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We understand we got to do things together. And when we have this type of energy, nothing can stop us. When we have this type of culture, nothing can stop us, right? So I knew that having a, it's really hard to build up a culture like how WFAB has built it up. But do you think I just came up with it out of nowhere? No, I studied. And I studied the leaders running the movement and, 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 and influencing the movement. And I seen what they became. They became servant leaders, which I'm gonna talk about here. Okay, so the second thing is I knew that being a good marketer wasn't easy. So what did I do? I studied, I dissected, and I implemented. So what did I went on TikTok and I seen what caught my attention. A lot of you guys are on TikTok and you guys are not intentional. Please write that down. It's time to be intentional on your social media. You guys are not intentional. You guys are just letting people grab your attention and not really, really dissect that. that. You know, that's what I did. I seen, I went on TikTok and I'm like, scroll, scroll. And I would see what would grab my attention from users. And then when someone grabbed my attention, I'm like, what did this person do to grab my attention so that I can use that to my marketing to, for my brand? Because attention is currency. So that's what we're all fighting, uh, fighting, not against, but fighting for. We're trying to see how to grab the user's attention all the time. So now every time I'm scrolling and I get, I stop and I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then I'll, st and I'll, 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 I'll kind of like stop myself and be like, okay, what did, wh what did this person do that grabs my attention? Cause that's what I need to do. And that's how I started to become viral. So I became viral with that one TikTok recently with you need to manifest the process and not and not the result. I, I went viral on that on TikTok, but you want to know why? Because I put a negative, I put a negative in as a header first. Because I wouldn't go viral. I would say some good stuff. I would give out some good tips. But if you're someone's like, here are 10 tips to have success, this is so generic and basic, that doesn't work. Okay. But the value is good. 10 tips on having success. That's a really good value. It's not going to catch someone's attention though, because everyone's doing it. Right. So what did I start seeing that caught my attention? The negativity. When I would, when it, it would, it, uh, when, um, when, uh, what was I going to say? Like when I would get videos or like the TikTok scrolling up and it would be like a negative where it was like, Here's, um, here's a couple of tips of how to never run out of money again. That's a negative. So you have to start with that. So that's an example of like how I learned that. I learned that because it caught my attention. So that's how you're going to become a good marketer. Start studying the people that grab your attention and go implement that into your marketing. 
Okay. Third thing, I knew that being a servant leader wasn't easy. So I studied, I, I dissected and I implemented. So being a servant leader, especially in this business, in this profession is so needed. You guys don't understand what it takes to run a huge organization. It is the number one thing is to be a servant leader and a servant leader they are for the people and, and the, their people know this. They know that this leader has their best interests at heart. And I learned from top leaders like John C. Maxwell. And I understood that, yes, leaders knew or um, their, the people that were being led knew that this leader had their best interests at heart. But that didn't mean being nice all the time and giving them what they needed to hear. So the hardest part about being a servant leader is telling someone what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So like making decisions for the team and understanding that they might not agree with it right now and they don't might not understand it now and they might not like you or what or like what you have to say now, but they will appreciate it in the long run. And so that's what a lot of people struggle with. They don't like to give criticism where it ne it's needed, right? And I understood that I, I, I needed to tell my team and tell the people that I was leading that I would much rather be your mentor and your coach instead of your friend because I know that being your mentor or your coach is going to change your life. And that was the hard part because a lot of people in this profession online, they become friends with who they're leading or they're guiding. And then all, all the respect as a leader, as a coach goes down the drain because you just, you became friends with them. So I always have those boundaries where I'm like, I, I need to be your coach first before even way before becoming your friend. That's the hard part about being a servant leader. So I knew I needed to do these tough, make these tough decisions, become this type of person. That's hard. That's not easy. Right. I knew that putting myself out there, flaws and all wasn't going to be easy. So I studied confident people. I dissected people who are unapologetical and I implemented right? I studied the people who had the most confident or the, the most haters, right? But they were the most loved. And I understood that that was going, being highly loved by the masses was going to have people who were, who were haters. With love also comes hate. So I learned to put myself out there. And the most important thing, guys, a lot of people struggle with all of this. What I just said here. Because it's very, it takes a courageous and brave person to do all of this. This is the hardest part about what, what we have to do here. And that's why a lot of people don't get what they want. Because they focus on the result. But what's going to get you the result is this right here. This is the hard part. This is the ugly part. This is the part where it's like a little bit out of my comfort zone. I don't really do that. I don't really put myself out there like that. All right. You don't want to put yourself out there. You're not going to make money. You're not going to, you know, change your life. Right. So this is the, this is the, the tough part. 
And then uh, that's why a lot of people become stressed. They become stressed because they don't know that this is what's needed. This is the reality check, right? And the reason why you're stressed, right? The only reason why you're stressed is because you have decisions to make and you're not making them. So if you're stressed right now, this is the reason why. You have decisions to make and you wake up every day not making those decisions, not wanting to be the best marketer in your industry, not wanting to be the best closer, not wanting to, to, to be creative so that it can help your business. You have to start making these tough decisions today because I don't want you guys stressing, okay? This business, the business that you're in, it's supposed to give you freedom. It's supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to give you fulfillment, okay? So start making those decisions today and I promise you, things are gonna start changing from today. But as long as you make these decisions, because if you don't, you're gonna continue stressing yourself out. Why? Because you're literally telling yourself who you want to become. And every day you are waking up, not doing, making the decisions that you need to make in order to become the person you said you would be. Right? So that's pretty much it. That's the end of my presentation here. I'm excited to post it. I have videos of little bars that I'm going to drop on social media, but hopefully that made sense. Type of one, if you guys got a lot out of that. Type of one, if you guys got a lot out of that. Hopefully. I want you guys to go be great. Don't be stressed. Okay, stop being stressed. Start manifesting the right things, not the wrong things, right? You have a vision board, right? You have your, your the nice big house, the Lambo truck. That's fine. You can have that as inspo, but also what, okay, well, actually what, what I want to challenge you guys is maybe make a vision board, right? Put your, whatever, let's say the Lambo truck, it's, that's what you want. The big house, right? Um, what else do you guys want? maybe to go to the Maldives. Okay. Put a picture of that, but underneath, I want you guys to put, uh, I want you guys to write down the skills, the work ethic that you're going to acquire in order to get these things. Because a lot of people just be putting the visuals like of what they want, the result, but let's start putting the things that we need to do in order to get what we want here. Okay. All right, guys, that's pretty much it for me. I'm going to upload this episode on the podcast. You guys can listen to it again. I'm going to stop the recording here.